This is Alex Perez with TequilaAficionado.com, and I'm with Mike Morales, who is in New Mexico. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, Alex. Nice Thanks. to see you. Nice to see you, too. And we are at another episode of Sipping Off the Cuff, and now our video series. And yes. uh, we will be doing some Jarro Viejo tequila. Jarro Viejo. Now, here's a funny story, Alex. When you and I did our first audio podcast... Uh, Alex and I had been friends for, gosh, five, six, seven years, but we had never actually met in person, which is the beauty of the Internet. And um, when, when I finally made a trip to L.A., because uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, and Alex is based in Pasadena, we decided to visit uh, uh, El Cholo, El Cholos, right, uh, in Pasadena. Right, right. And, and – I had brought in those days about eight years ago. That's when you could fly with with the alcohol in your in your carry-ons, and I had bottles of tequila that I wanted him to taste, and he had bottles of tequila he wanted me to taste. Unbeknownst to me, he had uh, with him a, a whole podcast uh, uh, circuit board with a professional couple of microphones and headsets. And, and if you know anything about my background, I was in radio for a while. So Alex pulls all this stuff out, out of his you know, bag of tricks. And, and I said, what are you doing? And he says, we're going to podcast. I mean, you're going to be kidding me. So one of the tequilas that we podcasted on, and, and you, can, you can listen to these on one of our original podcasts at tequilaficionado.com. It's one of the original ones. If you search our podcast, you'll be able to find it. It was a, a very long podcast that we did at El Cholo's, courtesy of them. And one of the tequilas that Alex brought with him was Jarro Viejo, which I had had once before. And I was uh, just a fanatic about the, the Añejo, because I remember the Añejo having uh, some nuances of, of anise and, and, um, and spices and it was just a beautiful spirit that, that I'd never had before. And Alex surprised me with, with a couple of bottles of, of Jarro Viejo. But eight years later, we're back with Jarro Viejo. Uh, this is the new and improved Jarro Viejo. And we're about to taste this live uh, uh, at Sipping Off the Cough. And we'll be able to tell you what it tastes like now. Yeah, eight years ago. Nine years back, later. Back then, I, I don't know if it was a Reposado or a Añejo we had tasted, um, but now we've got all three. We've got the um, what they're considering their Blanco or their Gold, mm -hmm. uh, their um, uh, Reposado, and their Añejo. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and try them. I just poured myself the, what they're calling the, not a Blanco, they're calling it a Oro. If you can see that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a in a green glass bottle, if you can see that, or if you can see Alex is better than mine. Good looking bottle. It's kind of a green glass, uh, very nicely made bottle, uh, uh, nice textured bottle, and uh, for those of you who who are uh, uh, geeks like myself and Alex, let me give you the the gnome number on this. It's known 1435, uh, according to the CRT. And this is considered, uh, this is from their distillery La Barranca, 
and it is considered an auto. Uh, um, I, this technically is not a 100% agave tequila. And, and it doesn't and, say it on the bottle. No, it does not say that on the bottle. Uh, sadly, it doesn't say that. We also are not aware, uh, um, we could not get a straight answer from the uh, uh, brand owners or the importers as to the percentage of Mixto that it is. We don't know if it's a 51, 49. We don't know if it's a 70, 30. We don't know if it's an 80, 20. It's almost like buying ground beef. We have no idea. What <laughs> how the, much fat what, is in there? Yeah, how much fat is in it? Um, but I know, Alex, you poured yourself a glass. And, and tell, uh, tell the listeners what, what your initial impressions are on, on, on Jarro Viejo. Well, we're always using uh, the Rito glasses, the Overture Rito glasses, especially mm -hmm. made for, uh, for tequila. And on the pour, it's... It's got a few a few leg formations. You can see the the viscosity of of, uh, of the of the blanco, or the oro in this case. Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't look like a like a real pristine uh, 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 blanco or, or or clear color, if you will. No, it, it's, it's it's fairly um, it's almost cloudy. I think. Um, when I poured it in the past. And of course, the, the bottle itself is kind of a green tinge to the bottle, like a Coca-Cola bottle, for instance. Right, right. Tinge to it. So the color of, of, the, of the juice itself, you really can't tell until you pour it into the tequila or, or into your uh, glassware. Uh, now, the nose has now, some... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go, I, I was going to say it, it's it smells briny to me. Um, I I actually smell olive in here. Okay, I, I smell briny would be like a salty, uh, like sea salt, uh, ocean salt, that kind of thing. Um, not as pure as maybe some of the other tequilas that we've had before in the past. Um, I don't get too much of the agave coming through here. No, and that's 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 almost confusing. You you want that in a in a blanco, and again, it's a little confusing for me because it's not blanco; it's an oro, but it's not yes. real gold in the color either. So yeah, it's not it's not technically it's not a joven tequila either. Exactly. Uh, like like Casa de Aragones that that you had a chance to taste. Uh, or even some of the other ones that are out there, like uh, Maestro Dovel. Uh, you're right. It's confusing. It, it's very confusing, actually. If you're not familiar with what you're you're looking for, uh, this this auto is going to confuse you. Yes. No, it is. It is um, hot in the mouth. Mm -hmm. It is smooth. It doesn't have a whole lot of characteristics to it, though, in my palate. Um, okay. 
It's a little bland, I think. And I'm not exactly sure. Well, it, it could be because it is a, a considered a mixed dough. Uh, again, it will not say that on, on the label. If you happen to pick up a bottle of Jarro Viejo, uh, check the label. It will not say 100% agave tequila anywhere on the label. By law, it, if it is 100% agave tequila, it will say that. This one does not. Uh, again, this, that's not to say that that's a bad thing, because there are some, some mixtos that are genuinely very good uh, for mixtos. But in, in, in my case, Here's yeah, the box. that's the box, and, and this is the bottle right here. And um, as you can see, they, they, uh, they pride themselves on being a state-grown and state-bottled, but they're very mysterious as to uh, what the percentage is on, on – on the mixto versus the the 100% agave tequila, and why we we don't know. We literally we cannot get a, a straight answer from from import why, or or brand owners. Why do you think that would be, Mike? Why would they keep this under wraps instead of being transparent, especially for um, you know uh, aficionados like ourselves? You know, it it's hard to say, Alex, because. Uh, at this point, it's very important for every brand to be transparent, uh, um, and I'm not exactly sure why they are not. Uh, I, I'm not sure if they need if they if they have something to hide, for instance, or if their master distiller, uh, you know, a lot of master distillers, maestro tequileros, keep their recipes and and their the way they do things very very close to the vest. And, and that could be another reason why. Uh, it, if you didn't know what you were tasting, it, it's, a, it's a very smooth tequila. It, and it's um, uh, probably uh, the price point is, is very good as well because it is a mixed stove. But if you're a purist, you'll notice some nuances that are not um, – uh, they're not in, in – in, um, uh, they're not like some of the other tequilas that you've had before. And you'll know that. Uh, not just from reading the label. If someone were just to serve it to you, you'll know right away that it was not uh, uh, 100%. Um, it, it, that's not to say that it's a bad 100%. It's actually a very good 100% or a very good mixto and, and very passable for what it is. But, but I'm not sure... There's a brininess to it, and I don't know if you tasted Alex, but I did. It's a saltiness, kind of like a, a ocean salt. Uh, uh, you know, it's not the the hard agave punch that we're used to on a cien por ciento, or even a sweetness that you get from a Highlands tequila. It, it really is none of that. It's not a it's not an earthiness that I can point out. It's not a sweetness that I can point out. It, it really is a little bit different, but it is kind of like it, it's a saltiness. A briny is the only word I can come up with, um, uh, like sea salt. You know, if you've ever been to the beach, you know when you when you ingest a little bit of the of the of the ocean in your in your mouth or your nose, you you kind of get that brininess, that saltiness, 
and and that's what I taste in 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 this in this auto. Um, I will say that I've had an entire bottle of this uh, tequila. There is no after effects. There's not you know a heavy uh, 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 mixto headache at the end of this. Um, I, I would say it lends itself pretty well to mixing. You which know, could which could mean a higher percentage of uh, agave. Yes. I, I would say that there's a higher percentage of agave than there is in, in a regular mixto. I would say it's higher than 5149 from what I tasted. Maybe a 70-30. Doubtful if it's an 80-20, but 70-30 for sure. And there have been other brands who are now a 100% that started out as 70-30. For instance, Casa Vieja, which was uh, started by the Banuelos family after uh, they sold the brand Casadores to Bacardi, uh, they started their own tequila that was a mixto, and it was uh, Casa Vieja, and it is it is actually manufactured using the the uh, Mozart method. In other words, they play Mozart during the fermentation process, but it is a seventy thirty mixto up until uh, I I would say up until about a couple of years ago. Then it is a full cien por ciento. So that, like I say, uh, having a mixto doesn't mean that it's bad. Some mixtos are made better than others, and this is this is definitely a higher end mixto as far as I'm concerned. I think very mixable. Now, do you feel that it not having a hundred percent agave on the label will, will hinder their sales? Um, unless you know what you're looking for, it will not. And I think that the brand owners and the importers are banking on that, uh, especially when it comes to the oro. The the other one that uh, is considered a 100%, I'm not sure if it's the Reposado or the Anejo, is considered a 100%. And they both I, are. They both are. Yeah. Uh, I, I think when it comes to the oro, it, it's... Uh, Maybe you've heard the term loss leader, where where a, a, a shopping center or a liquor store will sell you this at a certain price, they're cheap, and it's a it's a quality mixto, but for a couple of bucks more, five bucks more, ten bucks more, you can get a, a hundred percent, cien por ciento agave tequila, uh, from the same manufacturers, and you'll go, oh, well, I like the 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 mixto, I, I think I'll 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 pay an extra five ten bucks and get it up a salad or an Right. So there's a strategy behind this. Right. Um, it, that's not to say that those of us who are purists are going to fall for the marketing. I feel, Alex, and I know you do, that our job at Tequila Aficionado is to to look beyond the marketing. And the marketing for me says that uh, maybe the, the auto is not where you want to rest, where you want to land. Uh, maybe the Reposado or the Anejo are the ones you want to go for. But I will say that as an auto, as, as, a, as a, either an 80-20, 70-30, 59, uh, uh, 51-49, this is a really good mixto. It's a, it's a very, uh, I would say, very mixable mixto. And and one that probably is is not going to give you the the after effects that you'll find with other mixtos that are out there right now. 
No, I, I agree, um, especially with the mixtos that are available out there. Uh, this this is a very good mixto. Yes. Yes. Let's move on. Let's move on to reposado. Okay. This is the reposado, which is very similar yeah. to what we tasted, uh, Mike, a few years back. In fact, I have, still have a bottle back here in my library. Yeah. Well, I remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. But uh, and we talked about it on the on the podcast. For those of you who have not listened to it, you can you can go back to tequilaaficionado.com, listen to our original podcast at El Cholo's, and we it, it's it, it's so long that it's in two parts. But uh, we we actually taste Jarro Viejo uh, Reposado, and I fell in love with it. I I personally had not had any tequilas with that kind of a of a, an anise or or licorice kind of aftertaste to it, and I was very very impressed, very fond of it. Uh, I can I tell you now with with this version, eight nine years later, however long that was, uh, I'm a little disappointed. You got a good you got a good memory. Well. You know, it, with, in those days, eight, eight years ago, uh, manipulated tequilas were not as popular as they are now. When we say manipulated, we say uh, we mean that these are uh, 100% agave tequilas, but there's a different style to it. They're sweeter. They have a little bit more smoke, more anise to them. And and you can, if if you're a purist, you can tell that these flavors have been have been enhanced. Uh, very much like the baseball players of the 1990s, uh, all the home runs are not are not you know what they were supposed to have been, and so the same with our, these tequilas. These are enhanced tequilas. That's not to say that that's a bad thing, but uh, for those of us who are purists, we'll look at this and say they don't belong in the Hall of Fame, like you know some of the baseball players. Uh, for those of you who don't care, they're going to say you're going to say. This is as good as the tequila as what I had eight, nine years ago. So we're going to let you make up your mind. Uh, and and I was disappointed in my case because I, I don't taste the anise that we had when we first tasted these years ago. There's not that there's not that anise punch to it, that that licorice punch to it that that we had way back when. And I miss that because that was really an endearing part of, the, of that tequila. In fact, it only came in that flavor as far as I'm concerned. I don't think that was a, there was a Blanco or an Oro in those days. It was just that flavor profile. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Well, I've poured the uh, Reposado. Actually got some nice bubbles, which I know you love. And it's got a nice light color to it. It's always good to put it behind a, a white background so you can see what it looks like. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's got a, it's got a beautiful color. I like I like the uh, the light. This one's got like a light copper to it also. Yes, yes, it does. Light copper color. The nose is is actually very light. By the way, it's always good to to go from one nostril to the other to to get a, a, a feel or a scent. 
of what the tequila is going to is going to taste like. And again, if you can inhale with your mouth open, it really helps because you can taste uh, the tequila before you swallow it. Really. Now I sense some some to me some hot cinnamon. I'll buy that. You'll buy that. I'll buy that. <laughs> is it for sale. <laughs> Now, this has some nice structure to it. It's got a nice mouthfeel. It is, um, the structure is very different from, from the Oro. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the Oro did not have a structure to it. No. It was, it was smooth. It was um, drinkable, mm -hmm. mixable, if you want to call it that. But it didn't stand on its own didn't have the structure now this does yeah i i think that the uh this reposado and when we taste the anejo you you may agree with me or not um i think there's a much better quality structured tequilas uh that the auto is not and you know uh that may be a weak link in the chain of, of the varietals, but that would be up to, to the listeners, to, you know, to the watchers, to our viewers who are looking at this now. Got some light vanilla in there, some honey. You're right about the cinnamon, though. Actually, the, the a cinnamon. A little bit of cinnamon in there? Yes, yes. Some cinnamon in cinnamon? Cinnamon in That's easier for you to say. My palate's happy. I, I do like the reposado. Yeah, I, I like it much better than the Oro. Uh, uh, a heck of a lot better. It, it's uh, head and shoulders above the Oro. Which I, I don't I, understand. I, I don't understand. If You know, you obviously start with a good Blanco to, to get a, you know, create a good reposado and eventually you're in Yeho anything else you're making. So I don't know why, I don't know what was behind that. I don't know either. Uh, as I said before, the the uh, brand owners, the, uh, the the master distiller, the maestro tequilero, they're keeping a lot of this uh, uh, close to the vest. They're not being uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for. They're not being forthright uh, when it comes to 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 why they did what they did. We need to get them on uh, Tequila Aficionado so we can talk about it. I, I would love to. I, I know, I, you know, you and I know the, the representative for this tequila, and she had a hard time getting a straight answer from them as well. Um, I know, for instance, that if it's a mixto, if it's an 80-20, 70-30 mixto, there tends to be more respect for, for uh, a tequila if the, if the the if the percentages are higher than a fifty one forty nine, but she could not get a straight answer from them as well. So why that is, I I, I don't know because 
really the reposado is is a great tequila, and I I can't wait to hear what you what, what you think of the añejo as well. So yeah, no, I I like it. That's very good. It's, it's actually it's got a nice long finish to it too. Yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, there's definitely some uh, for this tequila. There's definitely a some substance for it. Now, see, that's the that's the añejo, and this is the reposado. That's the reposado. Okay, so that's what we're having now. The the añejo comes in a black bag like so. Beautiful, nice presentation, by the way. Nice canvas bag. Here's the, the, the Anijo bottle. As you can see, it, it's beautiful. It's a nice foil label, uh, uh, kind of like the old-style tequilas. Uh, again, uh, just nice presentation. Good hand feel. You know, probably very good in your back bar. Um, and I think we should pour some and, and see what we come up with. I know, Alex. You have uh, you have full samples of these. Let me pour. Well, that sounds nice. I like our audio That's on nice. it. Yeah. Now, interestingly, this also has a light color to it. It's not as it's not as um, as dark as I expect it to be. No, Which no, it's not. Doesn't mean anything, but it, no, it, it, there was no POS material with with these uh, either. So uh, we're not very sure as to the length of time that it was aged uh, as an añejo. Obviously, as an añejo, it could have been aged anywhere from one year to three years. Actually, uh, I have the number on that one. It's 18, 18 months. 18 months? Okay. 18 months in this one. All right. And it's in white oak barrels. Well, that explains it. That, that explains, explains it. Yes. <laughs> Good. I'm glad one of us has the POS. One picture. of us has. <laughs> one of us has. <laughs> one of us knows us, what they're talking one about. Aired. The rest of us is. <laughs> uh, but see, I really, I, you know what? Alex, I miss the, the anise. You know, I I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and, and I remember that. I actually remember that. How much fun it was. it was. It was new. It was new in the tequila industry. Nobody had been, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, enhancing tequilas like they are now. And that particular tequila had a, a beautiful anise, kind of a, a cloves, you know, and I, I can't remember tasting another tequila with anise in it. Me neither. So. It was the first one we'd ever, I'd ever had, like that, and and I was just, I flipped. I was completely head over heels with it. But this is not anything like what we had before. No, it's not. I wonder, I wonder what happened. I, I don't know that either. They decided to make an oral. I guess. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the no, the nose is interesting. It's it's. Uh, 
I do, I do get some agave, which I didn't mention the reposado. I, I did get some agave coming through, which I do get on the añejo too. Yeah, you which don't is nice. You don't have the wood that's overpower, overpowering it. Well, well, you don't get that that agave uh, scent or flavor with the oro either. No, you don't at all. It's not there. No, this is a very smooth añejo. Very nice on the palate. Yes. It just rolls on the tongue, too. I like it. it it's definitely the, the reposado and the añejo are head and shoulders above the oro. Oh, uh, I, I Personally, I would say if you're going to try jarro viejo, skip the oro, let, let it go. Or, or use it for mixers and, and, and cocktails. But for sipping, I, I would say stick to the reposado and the anijo, uh, in, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree with me, Alex, but, um, I, I, I'm, I do agree. I'm, I'm, and I will say I'm disappointed in, in that it is not the same flavor profile of something that we had, you and I had eight years ago. Or, or, or seven years ago, what, however long that was. And again, you can listen to that podcast. If you don't believe us, you can listen to the podcast on tequilaaficionado.com. That's our, one of our first audio podcasts that we did at El Cholo's in Pasadena. And, and you'll listen to what we say about Jarro Viejo. Uh, this is, this is almost like two different spirits. It's like two different uh, brands, really. They might have changed their, uh, their uh, maestro. A whole host of things could have happened. Uh, you know, um, uh, uh, estate bottled and grown as opposed to, you know, other tequilas, uh, just keeping the, the, the recipe, uh, within the family as opposed to sharing it with everybody else, uh, uh a different view of where they want to go as, as a brand. Any host of things could have been the reason why why things have changed, but uh, I I miss the old Jarro Viejo, uh, I really do, because even as a manipulated tequila or as an enhanced tequila, uh, that that wonderful um, aftertaste of anise was so refreshing and so different from what we taste now. Um, in my estimation, I'm disappointed, but that's just that's just me. Um, Alex tends to be a little bit more open-minded than I am because uh, he can see the, the the nuances and and can see where this would work as a as a as a, a mixer uh, and that kind of thing. But uh, as far as what it used to be, it's not anything like what it used to be, in my opinion. Well, it is it is different. But uh, I actually like the reposado and the añejo very much. Those are very good tequilas. The um, I love the añejo. It's uh, it's actually uh, not heavy, like uh, some añejos tend to be. There's sometimes too much going on in an añejo, too much wood, too much vanilla. Um, this is just the the right balance uh, uh, for for an añejo. Well, there you go. You, you folks, you folks have two different, uh, 
uh, points of view, and that's why we bring uh, sipping off the cuff to both of to all of you uh, every week or as often as we can. Uh, I'm Mike Morales in Albuquerque, New Mexico. For Alex in in Southern California, Alex Perez, uh, as Alex likes to say, sip wisely. Enjoy.